Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and this is the podcast about doing your own thing, whether it's building a personal brand, maximizing your side hustle, or making the most of your every day. I think the word comfortable is the death of me. Like, I don't want to be comfortable. I like being uncomfortable. I love to work. Hey, everybody. I am back with an amazing new episode. Today, we are talking about breaking out of your comfort zone and bringing your community with you. I am chatting with the one and only body architect himself, Keone Hudoba, who is the creator and founder of Quarantine, which is a wildly successful fitness uh, program. And this episode is not only so inspirational, but there are, I mean, I have pages of notes here that I wrote down from Keone on how he launched his brand and got to where he is today. So sit back, relax, get inspired. Here is Keone. We finally made it happen. I love it. We're here. <laughs> We're here. Oh, here. <laughs> you look great. It's always whenever I get to see you, it's usually in passing or at an event or at my shop or on the street. And it's always such a treat. So I'm glad I've get like 30 minutes of your undivided attention because you're like the busiest man in town <laughs> i mean that's that makes two of us i'm very very honored to be here so thank you for having me you're welcome you know it's funny we've been doing this podcast and we've been talking with founders and entrepreneurs and hustlers and movers and shakers and people who have built great things you're one of them and i wanted to do an episode about communities and building little tribes and when looking at who to get for this episode you are a no-brainer because tell everybody a bit about what you've built, your experience in the fitness industry, you've launched your personal brand, and you've brought your community along for the ride, both online and in person. <laughs> and what do you do? So I think when I started my journey, it was a big thing for me just for a transformation. That's where everything started. So I went to college for performing arts. And at that time, I was over 300 pounds. And went to school for opera. So being heavier was never really an issue for me. I didn't really have to move much. And it wasn't until I went to an audition where the director was like, hey, stay for the movement call. And I was like, wait, what? what's the fucking movement call? Like, what am right. I doing? I didn't even have like dance clothes or any, like any other clothes other than the suit that I was already wearing for the audition. So I go to the movement call in like eight counts in, I literally thought I was going to have a heart attack, like full blown sweating. Like I didn't know what was happening in my body. And so the director afterwards pulled me aside and was like, Hey, like what, like, what do you want to do in this field? And I was like, I want to be a performer. He was like, well, to work for us, I, no, I won't name the company. He was like, well, to work for us, you have to be able to move. And at that time, I'm like, fuck off. I don't need to, like, I don't need, I don't need this job. Right. I don't need your opinion. I'm, good. I'm great at singing. He's like, yeah. you have an amazing voice, but you have to be able to move. And at that time in my life, I was dealing with everything. I was dealing with my sexuality. You know, I was dealing with my weight. And yeah. weight really was a precipice of, like, my se dealing with my sexuality. I ate every single calorie to put a protective blanket on myself so that I didn't have to answer the questions of like, why are you single when I go home for holidays? Or mm -hmm. like I was happy at that time. So no one would be like, hey, you don't have a girlfriend, right? right. Just thought I was fat. So I didn't have a girlfriend, right? So at that time, I really had to take a big dive into myself and like acknowledge who I was and match who I was on the inside with who I was on the outside. And now that was mm. that just happened overnight. It was something that really took a while to get there and like process. And so when I finally started to accept myself, 
I realized that everything around me started to line up. So I got it. I got a job at a gym. That was like one first thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a job at a gym. Gold's gym in Winchester, Virginia. I was like, I'm going to get not gold's gold's gym. And I was like, I'm going to be a front desk person. And then I'll start to incorporate working out. And that's kind of how it all like started for me. Wow. And then once I finally came out that protective blanket, I was like, okay, like, all the weight that I put on to protect myself, I was like, okay, now it's time to finally release this blanket. And Mm. I started heavily into fitness. I had so many mentors along the way. And I was like, this is like, I thought I was only passionate about performing. I was like, this is such a passion for me. Like knowing that my body's capable of doing this, knowing that I can transform my body and mind and really take control of my actual life is where everything kind of started. And so from there, it took me about two years to like lose, lose the weight that I wanted to lose. And then I just started like uh, guest teaching at studios and like teaching urban rebounding. And I mean, Club H Fitness, Boom Fitness, Reebok, like all these. This gym- is in New York at this yeah. time. Oh my God, yeah. remember Club H? Was that on the one um, on where Planet Fitness is? Now? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was the hot gay gym, I remember. That was it. That was the gym. Yeah. And so I started teaching everywhere, and that was in 2008 here in the city. And I was like, wow, okay, this is like, this is what I want to do. This is like, I love, it's a part, it's still performing. It's just in a different theater. I was going to say, you share a lot of similarities with people I've had on the podcast who, like every few episodes, someone is a comes from a performing background or they wanted to be a performer and it's not necessarily what they're doing in their end brand that they've put out now but we all are performers in that way you interact with the public you share your life on social media it's it's so funny because you knew that your what your personal brand was going to be when you were a teenager it just took a different form and still doing the same thing that's so funny no totally and i think now just having the avenue and the outlet to do it in a different space is like melting my two passions together so I started teaching everywhere in the city, and then I opened the first berries in the city. I worked at the first Soul Cycle in the city, or one of the first Soul Cycles in the city. Like I was teaching everywhere at that time. Yep. And then years years go by, and I'm like, okay, I signed with Under Armour. I was with Under Armour for five years. At that time, they had no pe- nobody signed with them. Um, I what did does that sh- mean, signed with them? So I was on a five year sponsorship deal. So I would go on to set as their trainer, training their pro athletes wow. when they were on set. I mean, so, you got this is like early days of brand integration deals. I mean, this was two, 2010. Yeah. So like no one was doing mm-hmm. sponsorships. Um, and so I was going to these sets. I was meeting all these people. And it was like, wow, this is exactly what I want to be doing. So I started doing it. And then um, – from there, after I started Open Berries, three years in, I had the opportunity to start my own company, which was Psych Fitness. Um, and we opened uh, six studios while I was there, sold with eight, and then went back to Berries as like a chief instructor. I was training all the training groups, was a part of Berries Ride. Oh, my God. The pandemic hit. And so it was like, okay, what do I do during the pandemic and day one of lockdown, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start a 
20-minute all-core at-home workout until we're done with this, right? Like, yeah. I'll be with you guys 9 a.m. every day on Instagram Live to get us through this. And I had never done an Instagram Live. My, right. I, I look at the first videos of my Instagram Lives. Like, my camera couldn't have been at the worst angle. It's, right. like, on the ground, shooting up. I'm like, this is horrible. Like, there's no lighting, no nothing. And then 175 days passed and I was still doing it consecutively every single day. Oh my God. And at 9 a.m. And it was just more so, it was for everyone, but it was more so just so I kept myself accountable because I Mm -hmm. knew that that inner fat child was still in there. And I knew Mm -hmm. that we were in a very dark place in 2020 where like I could have just sat back gain the weight again, been miserable. Instead, I wanted to take the initiative to like do something with my career, be positive with it, and just day one of lockdown, just start this. Mm-hmm. So it's probably with 20 minutes, like all core, utilizing things from around your house. Then it progressed to 30 minutes. On Friday, we'll do 30 minutes. Like, And then it just started progressing, progressing, progressing. In 175 days in, I started a GoFund, raised over $80,000 for COVID relief. Nice. And it was just based on donations. It was like... And at that time, it was a really hard position to be in because I was still with Barry's. Barry's was such a huge part of my career. I had to make a super difficult decision of like, okay, do I go with Barry's Mm -hmm. and sign this agreement Mm -hmm. and still get compensated? Or do I go with what my word was? And I've always been a believer that like things will come back to you. So I went with my word, didn't get paid anything. Yeah. kept doing Instagram live. And from there, I think it like 2020 was one of the biggest years career wise of my entire life. I was good morning America three times. I shot a spread in men's health fitness. Like it was. That's so funny when you go with your gut, it's like, you know, people, Oh, it's such become just such a phrase in passing of go with your gut and do what you think is right. But in people that I chat with who've done their own brand and started their own business and and launch something meaningful, it really boils down to that. Yeah. And I think if you were passionate about it and, you know, there were two times in my life that I felt the way that I felt during the whole Barry's negotiations and all of that stuff. And one was when Equinox was like, you need to sign exclusive to us. Yeah. And my agent at the time was like, power of the past. Like, don't let your fear of what might happen, make nothing happen. And I Mm. left Equinox. And mind you, Equinox at that time in my life in New York City was end all be all in the fitness industry. Yeah. It was it. Like Bible. Like it, full like, Bible. Yeah. Like everyone who wanted to be somebody in the industry was there. I mean, that's where I launched my first method ever. Wow. Drenched, which was my first method, was at Equinox. So it was like I didn't want to leave, but then I was like, you're so fucking right. Go with your gut. Like this doesn't feel right. And I had another opportunity to open berries. So I was like, okay, going to berries. Like, I guess I'm leaving Equinox. Have you always had this gut instinct to make the to make moves? Because I think a lot of people get really comfortable and the 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 fear factor outweighs the potential successes. But I do believe a good amount of us are born with this, like um we kind of get a high of making the dangerous move. Like, was that always in you? I think the word comfortable is the death of me. Like, I don't want to be comfortable. I like being uncomfortable. I love to work. I love to see things to fruition. And I'm such a big believer in like, I will go 1000%. So I started quarantine. This, there was no option of a failure. Right. No option. There never was an option of that. 
So I was going to make it work regardless. So that's like when I started to partner up with brands and I, I reached out to Core Hydration and I was like, hey, I'm doing this program. Like, don't know if you guys want to be a part of it. And then Core was like, wait, we love what you're doing. So they started buying into it. So now now the whole program sponsored by Core, right? How did you go about that? How did you go about bringing on, you know, you, you had established your personal brand so uh firmly that yep. it was in a place for other brands to come in. But how do you start those conversations? Like for someone who maybe was, was looking to do the same thing, how'd you get in I, the door at Core? Honestly, I reached out to Core. I DM just on the, on the chance that something would happen. And I knew that I already liked the product. Like I yeah. already, that's what I bought, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, it's called quarantine. Why not reach out to Core, see what they can do if they want to do anything. Right. Yep. And they were like, wait, we love what you're doing. And so I just sent them a DM. We started initial conversations until this day. I'm in a six-week – I launched the six-week spring into action challenge last Monday. But till this day, they still send everyone cases of water. Like, Isn't that so great when you find a partner that believes in your product as much as you believe in theirs? Yes, and I think it's also that it organically happens. I think we're in a world right now where everyone's selling everything. Yep. I don't use everything, so I'm not going to post about everything. Like I'm yep. going to post about what I love. And it's the same with like I reached out to Aloha. Aloha is like a protein company, like has bars, everything. Yeah. Right? So I reached out to them. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to do something? I'm from Hawaii. Like, And they were like, wait, this is amazing. We'll send everyone boxes and bars and like during the challenges. So it became – it's become like a full-blown business. And everyone's always like, wait, why are you not going back to berries? Why are you not – Working for myself, I can only control what I contribute to my brand, right? Yep. And I control everything from moving the furniture every morning from my living room, from making these brand connections to reaching out to Lululemon and being like, hey, we're coming up on a year of this challenge. Can we do something? Is there a chance? Like, what's the worst that these brands are going to say? No. That's why I literally I say, and I think a lot of people underestimate the power you have in a DM. It is your actual direct contact to someone who is employed by the company that you want to get in touch with. Yeah. They may not be the right person, but they can put you in touch with the right person. Yeah, and nothing might come of it. But again, don't let your fear of what might happen make nothing happen. Like make the shit happen, right? So true. And so that's kind of where we're like, that's where we're at today. And I can't believe I'm still teaching from my living room. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't believe I thought it was going to totally die off. People yep. going back to the gym, but so many of my like diehard followers that I've spent my career with, right? These are people that, I mean, I have people in my challenge now from 11 years ago that used to take class with me that no I longer, mean, that's impressive. Yeah. That like no longer live in the city. But I also think the biggest thing, and you know, you and I were at Elena's Soul Cycle class. Now I appreciate working out so much more. Oh my like, God, I cherish it. It yeah, was so now, utility to me. I was running in and out of classes, being like, oh, I gotta, let me get my class, let me get this. And it was just like, it was part of my day and this little nugget. And now it's such a big nugget. It's like yeah. a m way more meaningful part of my day. Totally. And now we're, now we're on this like, now I've created this schedule for myself and this life for myself where I'm happy now. Like I can do whatever, whatever the fuck I want. Like I, I can, can tell too. You look at it. I could travel. I could take the time. And then being able to go to instructors classes that yeah. I trained is like the 
biggest honor of my life. Like I can get emotional about it because it's so amazing to be able to sit back and see how far these instructors that I was their first coach to ever coach them and like what they're doing now. Like that is one of the biggest honors that I've ever had in my career. So you brought you brought up because a lot of this revolves around people, right? You talk going to these people's classes and the, the you mentioned the diehard followers of 11 years. How do you bring it, once you've launched your personal brand, like how do you bring these people along with you as it evolves? Because Instagram is a great way, but how do you get someone to show up at a class in person? How do you get, how do you facilitate those relationships? I think it's all about personal connection. Yeah. I think fitness and fitness for me has always been an emotional Mm-hmm. Right, an emotional thing for me. I have ups and downs of my weight. I, you know, I fluctuate. But what I think is all about the connection, and it's always been that for me. Every single class that I've ever taught since the beginning of my career at Boom Fitness, Club H Fitness, I always ended every class with a quote. Every day. Like, this is what it's going to be. To set some kind of intention for the people that were taking the class that might need to hear it. They're not going through the same journey as me, but I guarantee you the words that I'm speaking have an effect. Mm. And I think that that's so, so powerful that you can switch and change somebody's whole outlook of their day by just one word or one text or one, you know, and it's, it's, it's such a powerful place to be. And so why not do that? And when I was losing all my weight, I wish I had that, right? Yeah. I wish I had that person to like grasp onto and like that gave me the motivation and could teach me something or like could mentor me. And now that I'm in the space, like now that I'm in the space to be able to do that for somebody else, it's such a full circle moment. And it's such like I'm using my passion and my purpose now for exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I always thought leaving the stage like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But like if this ever no longer was my passion, if fitness was never no longer my passion, I would move on from it. I wouldn't right. just sit here and be comfortable. I'd be like, OK, what's next? Like, what do I want to do? Do you find that your community um, is broken down into like, how do you treat them all with the, how do you spread the love essentially? Because so I've got like, I was trying to find it, you know, part of um, what you mentioned about that personal connection thing. Like I try my absolute damn hardest to get back to like, even if I think it's a silly DM, like this guy's like, Hey, I don't know how to, what should I spend on? Like, do I spend on jeans or do I not spend a lot of money on jeans? Do I just spend on shoes? And I was like on a plane. I'm like, God, this is kind of like a long question, but it's actually a really important one. So let me just, let me give this guy an answer. And we had, we developed a really personal connection, but I treat them like how, and then I have my store customers and they're all, they're all in my same kind of like orbit and my TV people. How do you kind of spread the love and maintain your brand's expertise across all these different buckets. I mean, how do you have the time? I think it, I mean, time. you don't have the time, but you make right. the time. it might yeah. be a few days, but I think at the same time, that little message to somebody, that little voice note, I send voice notes all the time, by the way, I just think it's much that easier. by the way, for everyone listening is such a hack. If you are starting a brand and you want to connect with your customers or anyone, send them a voice note because it's so personal. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, like, someone told me that this once, and it's the most shocking thing when someone you admire, let's say you, you're the Keone apologist and you're obsessed with him and you've seen him on the street and you get a, you get a personalized note back in the DM, like it'll change someone's day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think during the, the lockdown, I was so shocked of the effect. Yeah. Like I'm just, 
I'm just doing this on IGTV. Now, mind you, at one time during IGTV, there were 17,000 people doing the workout. So my that mind is insane. But, but you don't even think about that. So I'd be in like Miami and people would come up to me and they're like, oh my God, quarantine like saved. And I'm like, wait, where are you from? They're like, Missouri. I'm like, wait, what? Mexico City for New Year's. This couple sitting next to me and they're like, sorry, are you Keone? Like, this is so random. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, we literally have done all your quarantine workouts over lockdown. And it's like, that's, if that is the outreach I have, that if they have the time to come up and say something to me, yep. I have the time to respond. A hundred percent. And everyone's always like, oh, is this really you responding to, yeah, I run it. I run all my own shit. <laughs> like, hi, yeah. I'm the one posting the pictures, by the way, um, your pictures are up it's me. on fire lately. Yeah, your I'm, outfit pictures are really good. How do you? How do you? Because I would say, uh, the market or the field you're in is crowded. Like you know, there's a lot of, especially in New York, right? There are some rock star people that we all know that you know that you're friends with. That so it, it's a crowded landscape. How do you kind of find your niche in something that's crowded? Like, so I think everyone. Let me tell you, everyone's doing a similar thing, but everyone's not me. And I think that's. That's the biggest thing. Like, yep. I never, I had to really get out of myself, especially during 2020, 2021 of like comparing my fitness journey of what I'm doing with anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, it was forward facing. So every day someone else was coming up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to sit in like, motherfucker, you are good. <laughs> You are so passionate about what you do. Like you love creating, like keep staying in your lane. And I've always believed that. Like I, and I don't think that anything, anything that I want to do, there's no one's going to tell me that I'm not going to do it. Your confidence is so remarkable. Um, but you have to be confident in when you're putting so much out into the universe. I think a lot of people, even a friend of mine, she's sitting to wait and po- post her Instagram story. And I'm, th- mind you, this is the one that's 24 hour, goes away forever. You never look at yeah. it again. Like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't write this or I should write, oh my God, girl, put it out. Yeah. Put it up, put it up. Yeah. It's a work, consider it a workshop. Be confident about it. Use it as a test. Put it out into the universe. It'll go away. Totally. And I also think as much as corny as this sounds, like, the universe has got your back. Mm. I've been through a lot of shit in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of heavy, heavy shit, whether it be mm-hmm. family, my own personal transformation. Like I've been through some shit, mm-hmm. but like I am never going to share that energy on my social platforms. I'm going to share motivational stuff that pertains to where I've been to mm-hmm. get somebody else out of that funk. There's already so much negativity in this world that like, I don't, why am I going to be a part of that? Like when I can, when I can make an effect to like not be a part of it, it's, and it's even with like friends, chosen family, like I, if you're down, like, but you're not in this alone. It's so true. And but that's such a pillar, like as a, as a customer of yours or as a outsider looking at your brand, I think that's such a pillar of your brand is this welcoming positivity um still aspirational but approachable entry into this world because it's scary for a lot of people i think it's very scary but i think also from my background like it it goes back to even brands like i am only going to be authentically me i'm not going to post i mean the amount i'm sure that you too like the amount of stuff that people are like 
I'll give you $700 for you to post. I'm like, I would never use this. So I'm not posting. Like, I don't give a shit how much money you're giving me. It's like, this is what I want. I'm not going to lie to people. I've never been that way. So I'm not going to do that. A hundred percent. Is there anything that your community has like asked of you that you haven't given them yet that you would maybe bring it, whether it's a product or a brand or an experience or something like do you use your audience as almost like a workshop of like where your brand goes next? Oh, 1000%. I think from challenge to challenge. So we, we usually do four weeks on one week off from challenge to cha- challenge. I send out a survey to everyone that took it. Oh, like a real, Oh, that's see, that's amazing. Like, like an actual survey. Like, what did you yep. like? What did you think about circuits week? What did you think about Imam week? What would you like to use in the next challenge? What would you not like to use in the next challenge? What did you think was the most difficult? Did you like the music? Like, what do you think about, like, if we were to do, because I'm in talks with Four Seasons Hawaii right now to do, like, a whole, like, retreat. Like, what would you come to the retreat if we were to do a retreat? I think all of that stuff is so important. And also, I think we're in an age now where people are afraid to ask what their customer thinks. Right. hundred percent. It's negative. So like I have always been so open to feedback and like critiques and like, don't be bashful. This is like, I'm not going to know who sent this. Say what the hell you think. Well, I, I honestly couldn't follow it. Great. What can I do to help you follow it? Like, what can I as a teacher? And that's the thing too, is like, I want to learn from people. I go to take classes because I want to learn. I don't want to go to take classes and be like, I like nailed this. Like, yeah. really nailed it. Exactly. I'm sleeping. I got it. Right. It's right. like, I, I still want to learn it. And I don't, I don't want to be comfortable. Like get me out of my comfort zone. And even running now, like I never was a runner. I know. I see your stories and I'm like, I, I feel like this is a new side I'm seeing. But like, I hate running, but I do it. I do it because because I hate it. Because I'm yep. like, over, like, take over your mind. This mm. isn't like you've got to focus on your mind. And even today, like waking up at 5 a.m. to go running on the West Side Highway, not really what I wanted to do. But I was like, the alarm went off and I was like, you said you were going to do this. Like, get up and do it. And so I just put my running shit on. Who me. had that in your family, that conviction? Both, both, both my mother and my father. They do. I think they've been through a lot in their lives and they've always, I mean, I had a job at 14. Oh my God. This is why we're the same. Yeah. I I had a worker's permit. I worked at a retirement home waiting tables. And then from there I went to Crest Cleaners on a worker's permit at 14. Like there was always a, you are going to work. Like, even though I came from a great family, like there was nothing given to us. Nothing. If you want a car, get a full scholarship. You better believe when my, my dad said that, there was no way I wasn't getting a full scholarship. <laughs> yeah, you were going to make it happen. Like, no, I'm going to fucking be Kumas and out of this bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, bitch. You got a full scholarship. that car. <laughs> yeah, and then they bought me whatever car I wanted. Like that was the kind of – that's how I've always grown up. And now I think it's incredible to be at a space in my life. I'm 39. I am able to provide a life that I want to live but also – a life that I want my parents to live, like giving back for what I've worked so hard for is like highlight of my life. It's the best feeling. Yeah. Just like being able to afford things that necessarily I couldn't afford because I was doing jobs for a free or getting paid 13 bucks for a class. You know, it's just so different now, but also I set myself up for this and work your fucking ass off and this can happen. 
What? That's so true. I mean, uh, the, with the work you're asked, I know uh, that, that quote God, from Kim I took, Kardashian. Oh, I just had like a total, I was like, no, but I have, I mean, I do think, I mean, I've had a job since I was, I think 13 or 14 because I worked, my first job was technically on a farm. So I was allowed to work, but, yeah. um, I've worked nonstop since. So I do think there's a lot of cred to just getting down and dirty and just working really hard. Um, What for someone who maybe who's listening, who's maybe a part of something like maybe they're an instructor uh, at a fitness place with a bigger organization, or maybe they are a photographer at a, at a company and and they want to do what you do and they want to go off on their own. Like what are some two big things you would say to developing your personal brand with a community like you've built? Like how, how can they start that? So I think it'll be a few things. I think definitely personal connections. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Make these connections with these people, not only their fitness connection, right? Like learn what, they, what they're what they about outside, inside the gym, learn about their life, right? Number two, I think it would be know your voice, know mm-hmm. your perspective, like know what your, who do you stand for? What do you stand for, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you trying to go with this? Are you trying to be somebody who's doing reels all the time? Are you trying to be somebody like pick your lane and perfect that lane, then start to branch out into other things? Because like fitness was my lane. Like your credibility and your expertise was so dialed, right? From going to all these different places and working with these big, impressive brands that you were ready and your expertise was locked. Like you're like, okay, now we can launch this. Yeah, and now we can launch and now we can branch out and do other things. Like I've always loved fashion. I've always been like loved it since I was, but now it's like, okay, now I can start to incorporate this stuff yep. up with brands that I love and like start to do more fashion stuff yep. and like, that not losing fitness. Um, and then I think another thing is like, and it's funny that somebody brought this up to me. They were like, you were the first person to tell me to invest in a camera. I shoot 99% of my own stuff Yeah, by myself. Wow. Don't laugh because you're, you're going to laugh. I know. I'm, I'm like, I have like, oh my God. Right before this, of some Todd Snyder clothes because I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling good." So I just shot some. <laughs> I was just at Todd's, by the way, and like blacked out on summer stuff. It's so, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> um, no, but I think that's a big thing. Is like I went out; it was expensive, but like knowing that you have the professional images and you can shoot them yourself on like a self timer or something. Game changer. Investing in your brand when the right equipment. And then it comes up, yeah, and then it all comes back in, and I think. Lastly, like, don't be afraid. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid. We're in an era now. I think 2020 and 2021, again, taught me that, like, life is so fucking short. If you want to take the trip, take the trip. If you want to buy something, buy something. If you want to go and do a complete 180 career shift, go and do a, like, Mm -hmm. there's one life. And you don't want to all of a sudden not have the opportunity to go do these things. So, like, I I think a lot of times, you know, I get asked by trainers, even at Equinox, like, wow, like, how did this all happen? And I was like, it didn't happen overnight, but it happened with me taking the chance of making it happen. And then once you take that chance, you've got, you have got to be your biggest fucking cheerleader because no one else is going to. Literally. I mean, they will once you build it, but you have to have it first. Yeah, totally. Before we wrap up, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. I would love for you to come into my world of luxury home fragrance, responsibly made here in America, all for under $50. We cut out the big box middlemen, and we are bringing the finest luxury fragrance right into your home. 
for you guys listening today on the show, you can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code BRANDME. What's next for you before I run out of time? What, when am I getting my Keone collab clothing? I mean, what, what would you, if you had a dream product, what would you launch? I would probably launch like a athleisure line, but like very, I, I have something in my mind. Um, that would be the, a big thing. I would love to do a book. Um, oh, yeah. I'd like love to share my story of coming out and transformation and what my family's been through and all this stuff. I think that it could be really aspirational. And then I think the future's got a lot. There's a lot in store for me because I just don't want, well, again, I don't want to be comfortable and I like to be a little bit. I love it. You live on the edge, girl. And it's just, <laughs> it keeps me like so inspired. It really does. How can everybody find you on the socials and how can people sign up for your world and come work cool. out with you? So on the socials, it's at Keone Hudoba, K-E-O-N-I-H-U-D-O-B-A. Everything's usually on my Instagram. I post everything from every challenge. If you want to get on the mailing list, you just shoot me a little DM with your email and I will set it up. And it's going to be him that responds, by the way, everybody. <laughs> because that's how you run a brand, honey. Exactly. Well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I'm like, I, I wrote, I, did, I only had, for some reason, note cards on my desk and I filled note cards from your chat. Oh, I love it. Because I love learning from brilliant minds like you. So thank you so much. Well, mahalo so much for having me. This has been an absolute honor. I love it. I'll talk to you soon, babe. All right. Thank you. Bye. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.